This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This crowd rises to its feet. But Carl slams it home. Darwin left wing. Three ball. Perfect. Darwin one of the lane. Lock the only Pow. And Allen blocked the shot at the rim. Pow with the left hand and a foul. Hello and welcome to the Chase Down Podcast. The Cavaliers enter All-Star break as winners in a ugly, ugly game. Choppy as can be against the Chicago Bulls. They fight and claw their way to, uh, I think they never led by more than one possession, but that was enough. Uh, and the Cavaliers uh, going to the All-Star break, winning 18-20, which is very, very, very good. My name is Carter Rodriguez. Uh, I uh, I will be hosting today because uh, our boy Justin is, uh, is sore. The Achilles is killing him. He's under the weather. Poor guy is having a rough one. We never have a rough one with Fubo TV. The Chase Down Podcast is presented by Fubo, the official streaming partner of the Cavs. Watch over 350 channels of live sports and TV, including Valley Sports Ohio, without cable. There's no cost. There's no commitment. Try for free at FuboTV.com slash Cavs. And with no Justin on, you know, I thought about doing a solo pod, but Cavs won. It's fun. Let's let's share the wealth. Let's share the fun. So uh, honorary third Chase Down uh, co-host, Jeff Nomina joins the show. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I love I love ending on a win. Um, a normal NBA win where like we've been so spoiled that we're not used to these wins that sometimes you have to like tough it out against a team that you think you should beat. It's been so long since we've had to do this. Um that it like it felt like the sky was falling. But I, I love getting a win. Um going into the break with good taste in our mouths and and now Justin can rest for a little bit, right? He's got the break to recover. Boy, does he need it. The poor guy, uh, the poor guy is catching L's <laughs> left and right. I, you know, it was funny during the game. I was, you know, as, as both me and you are, are, are apt to do, I was getting a little pouty because I was like, we're just never going to the all-star break. Right. You know, we always, I feel like we always, you know, it's like, I was like my daughter, you know, like I never get to do this. <laughs> like, that's, that's the headspace I was in is just, you know, there was a lid on the basket they can't, you know, every time they get within one possession, Kobe White splashes a three or pick or they pick up a, a foul that 
that you know is a frustrating in nature like it just they couldn't get past it and then you know they just did it it was a it was a run with Darius Garland and George Niang who was having a really rough game and then all of a sudden you know helped us take control of the game uh including uh kind of firing up his teammates getting into it with Kobe White um and uh and I I think there's no better way to start by saying Jeff aren't you so happy we win honorably you know we're up three (laughs) we're up three and we don't foul we guard right we've got we've got respect around here we you know but seriously yeah but seriously i do like it you know like and you know it's one thing you know i i would love to like if i could ever ask the Cavs coaching staff on or off the record like hey why don't you guys foul up three because like i love that they don't and i'm not being sarcastic i really don't like it i feel like it just is a bummer way you know it's it's one of those things where the strategy in gamification of trying to win uh it makes sense that teams do it at this level because winning matters so much but like it just never feels good no matter what game you're watching and what side you're rooting for right yeah, and I love that, you know, JB's got the trust in his guys to go out there and do it, right? I mean, he had a core out there and everything. Like, I, you know, he had the personnel. He had the guys. They they locked down finally near the end there, and I love that he has the trust in them. I agree. It's not fun. Um, you know, it's not always fun to win by the numbers, right? Sometimes it's fun to win by by the honor of the game and all that. Like, it sounds stupid, but, like, it is fun to go out and trust your guys and go out and try to win making basketball plays. Yeah, and what's been nice is it hasn't burned them, you know? Like, not only is it the strategy I prefer as a fan of the game, it also is working because this team, to your point, can trust their best defensive players. Like, like they're just not messing up uh, down the stretch of these games, you know? Um, they Their fundamentals and their belief in each other, like, I just feel like it gets ramped up to 11 on those closing plays and, like, that's why they're not, you know, you know, botching a switch or, or you know, or, or lunging out of position to go to go cover someone who is already already being guarded. Like, how many times do we watch other teams, especially in those tight moments, have two guys closing out on a shooter? Uh, it doesn't seem to happen with the Cavs, especially down the stretch, and it, and it's really really fun. Um, and it's and it's probably. A, a, a decent segue. Uh, and by the way, I totally buried the lead. We have Sam Merrill joining the show uh, at the end of at the end of this. He, uh, I got a chance to talk to him yesterday afternoon. Uh, I'm not taking uh, any accountability for his uh, his getting sick. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he gritted it out just to make an appearance on the pod and had nothing left for, for he the did court. Justin couldn't. Right, yeah, he but... did what Justin couldn't in in every <laughs> in every meaningful way. Um, so Sam, uh, we will be tossing to Sam uh, at the end of this one, and uh, we'll we'll probably be posting the 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 YouTube clip separately. So uh, if if you know, please be sure to stick around uh, to hear from Sam, who's having obviously a dream season uh, tonight's illness, notwithstanding. But I did want to kind of transition to talk about Isaac Okoro, who not only had an amazing game. Shut uh, went four of eight from three, including a, at least a couple above the break attempts, at least one make. Um, and or, or I think it was the wing. It wasn't above the break, but, uh, you know, some really great rim attacks, um, great playmaking. And perhaps m- we've seen ice do this before, but perhaps most notably, JB closed the game with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I. And, and I and I'm interested. To, I think it's one of the first times we've seen with 
the full complement of players available, JB kind of try something else. And like, I I don't know. Are, are you taking much from that? Or is it just Ice is having an awesome game. Kobe White's been a, insane. And why not just keep Ice out there? Like, wh- are you taking anything from that? I think I'm taking from it is that he's kind of forcing the issue a little bit. If he's going to play that well, you know, you'd be crazy not to, to try it out there, right? Like if he's going to be shooting without hesitation, if he's going to know when to put the ball on the ground, if he's going to be finding guys when he puts the ball on the ground and, you know, able to keep his head up um, and see those passing lanes while playing that defense, like he's going to force the issue because it changes. I love Struce. I love Struce's game. I love everything he's done this season, but it changes the dynamic a little bit that level of defender out there with the two bigs. If you can close with that in those kind of possessions and, I mean, he's forcing the issue a little bit. If he's going to play like that, you know, it, it's still getting to the consistency of doing that all the time, but the shot is starting to get to the point where it's feeling fairly consistent. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and the volume, you know, and it goes, it goes through these waves it's in, you know, when, it, when he's on one of these heaters, it feels like, Oh, he's got it figured out. And then, you know, then there's a three or four game stretch where, you know, I I feel like with him more than any other player, seeing how the angle it comes off his hand will tell you whether it's going to go in or not. Um, yeah. uh, and you know, th- so you know he'll have some backslides, but overall, like when he's like this, he you're right, he is going to force the issue. But I think you also should give some credit to JB and the coaching staff because um, uh, most teams close with the same guys in crunch time every mm-hmm. time. You know, they have their five that they really trust. And, you know, it's not like Struess was having an exceptionally bad game. You know, I thought, I mean, maybe not crazy efficient from the field, but he wasn't having like an uncommonly bad game. Uh, I think this was more a matter of ice, just taking it and JB reading the room, reading what Chicago had on the floor and saying, Hey, if we just lock down, we're going to win. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. So I, I just thought it was a really, really fun stretch for ice who, I mean, Fair to say he's playing the best basketball of his career right now, uh, this season. Like, do you, do we feel like, you know, the word leap gets abused, but like, do we feel like he's taken a little jump in terms of like, we thought he was this, but he's actually this, you know, he's a little bit, or do you think this is just normal iterate, iterative stuff? No, I think he's, he's making a leap. I, the best stretch I would probably say yes. He did have that stretch at the end. Was it two years ago where he was averaging like 16 a game and, and, you know, maybe his counting stats were a little bit higher, but I think this is the best stretch where he's putting it all together in terms of being more, you know, being able to do more, his shots going in, he's putting the ball on the ground. He's able to find guys, but he's still playing that elite defense. And I think he's kind of putting it all together into one package right now in a way that we haven't seen him really do. Um, so I do think he's kind of making a little bit of a leap here, you know, where that goes. I don't know how, you know, where it nets out at the end. You never know when you're kind of in the middle of one of these, but I do think he's kind of, you know, to the earlier point, forcing the issue that he has to get a certain, you know, he needs to be out there more than maybe what we thought a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, I was watching this game and I was thinking like, is, does ice need to be the first perimeter guy off the bench right now? Like for this team, like, has he, is he starting to earn that level of equity, especially when you think about the way the rotations typically play out in the NBA, where your star, your your lead player, at least most teams are playing them the first eight nine minutes of the of the first quarter. Like if you're doing that first sub at the eight minute mark or the you know seven and a half minute mark, like doesn't it almost make sense to just say 
hey, second units are coming in, but their star is still going to be out there, I just go shut his water off and and kind of change the game. Like, the more I watch him play this way, especially now that Darius and Donovan are both available to, to take on that creation, and, you know, Evan and Jarrett are always both there to protect the paint, uh, you know, for 48 minutes, do you kind of start leaning towards, like, hey, Ice might... I, I don't really care about, like, six-man designation, but, like, should he start moving up the kind of the minutes list for the for bench players oh i definitely think he should be moving up the minutes list and i think donovan making such a leap on his playmaking and his passing helps too where you're not leaning on lavert quite so much for that you know there was a there was a span where we kind of needed that but i think donovan's taken such a big leap there that he's able to run that the offense quite a bit and it lets you kind of have the luxury of using an ice more where you don't have to have Levert out there if Garland's not there as well, which is helpful for sure. But I definitely think we have we have a good problem because you know you're talking about Sam Merrill. Like, man, we've got so many guys that need minutes and and are helpful and bring kind of elite skill sets out there. It's crazy to talk about bumping anyone's minutes up because there's so many guys who need minutes right now. Yeah, and I, you know I think you just look at some guys who you just don't ride as hard on nights where they don't have, but like. That's a double-edged sword. Like, it's very easy to say that the coaching staff should be like, okay, if Niang doesn't have it on a given night, you just should probably pull him out. I mean, again, he was part of the stretch that won us the game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, and and was playing, you know, <laughs> bully ball on offense, uh, hit, a, hit an important three on a night where his three-pointer was not there. And, like, you know, if you, he doesn't get that second shift, you know, what? how does the game change? I don't know. So, um yeah, there's no easy solutions here. I do think the it probably starts with Max just moving down. I mean, like early in the season, Max was playing like 36, 37 minutes a night. Like he's already starting to settle. It. Yeah, we needed every second of them. Uh, I feel like he's starting to settle back down into like the 28 to 30. That seems appropriate, and that makes it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, even on a night where we only really had eight guys that, you know, JB was really going to trust in a competitive stretch of a game the minute distributions were really even you know evan plays 31 darius plays 31 donovan is the only one who played heavy minutes at 39 and i think we got to give donovan some love there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Um, because I I know that the stretch with him off the floor with Darius and uh, George kind of finally put us into the lead. I feel like Donovan was just dragging the the rest of the team <laughs> yes. through the first three quarters of this game. He's gotten so good, and maybe I think this is something that maybe even from last year has improved. Right, he's so good at knowing when to drag the team, like when things are bogged down and he needs to kind of take over, and when he needs to just get guys going and keep the offense moving. Like he's gotten so good at, all right, things just aren't going well for us right now. I need to kind of go out and be the hero. Versus, okay, let's get everybody moving. You know, things are clicking a little bit. Let's keep that going. He's really found that balance, I think, of knowing when to lean into each way. And it's just been so important. I, I can't say enough good things about how how good he's been this year. And his takeovers have been so forceful, you know? Like, I feel like I, if, if you were, you know, two years ago before we made this trade, if you were to ask me, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's probably going to have stretches where he kind of commandeers the game and takes over. I would have assumed it's like a bunch of middies and three-point pull-ups. And, like, that's part of it for sure. But, like, he was very forceful tonight. Uh, he was, like, almost like saying with his body language, and I'm, I'm speaking for him, which is probably not fair, but I'm, I'm like, he's like, like, I feel like he was almost telling the rest of the team, like, look how hard I'm going right now. Like, look how hard I'm attacking uh, and how decisive and forceful I'm being with my dribble, with my attacks. So get on board with me now. And, like, when he subbed out at the end of the third quarter, with a, I think it was about three minutes to go, you could tell he was spent. Like, he, he was fried. Uh, and I feel like the rest of the team just picked up that message and was like, okay, okay, Donovan kept us in this. It's time for us to to, like you know, start resting control of this thing uh, from the Bulls who did not want to give it up. No, no, they did not. This was a frustrating game. Um, I kept feeling like they were going to go away. Like, I, I don't know about you. I just kept feeling like, okay, this is where we pull away. Like, yep. this is where it finally, and it just, it wasn't happening. But yes, Donovan plays with a different level of urgency um, than I think basically anybody else plays with. And that's not to be a knock on, on anybody else at all, but he plays with a just a certain amount of force and and just attitude that is hard to replicate. And I do think helps the rest of the team. Like they kind of need that guy to, you know, Strelister is a drink kind of a guy that just makes things go when they're getting bogged down a little bit. And he's so good at that. Yeah. Uh, just a, a really cool Donovan game. You know, it wasn't like a crazy efficient one. I mean, he, he, I mean, he got to 30 points cause he got to the line a ton for the second straight game. Uh, which is fun to see because we don't always get to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, he had 30 points on 21 shots, but he went eight of 21, two of eight from three. Um, but seven assists to zero turnovers, uh, obviously super duper impressive and super fun. So, really, really a fun uh, Donovan game. What do you think of Darius's game? Because there were times where 
I felt like the play was outpacing the results. Uh, you know, I thought last, you know, the game against Philly, he had one of the best box score. You know, he's definitely his best box score since returning. I almost felt like he played a better game tonight, uh, at least as a playmaker. Like, he was hitting guys in the shooting pocket on the wing over and over and over again. Uh you know, in the in his in the kind of in the rhythm only Darius has, where the defense should have been one pass away and shouldn't have, you know, generated a clean look for Niang or Struess, uh, but it did because of you know the way he kind of lulls people to sleep. What did you think of his game? Because again, twelve and seven, four of ten from the field. This is nothing to 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 you know lose your mind about. But I thought he played a nice game. Yeah, I thought he started out doing a little bit of the the probing that he likes to do. You know, he likes to get the ball, kind of dribble around, kind of probe around. And and the way they've shifted since then is a lot more ball movement. So, it, like, the first couple of possessions, I was like, all right, come on, you know, let's get the ball out of your hands, keep keep going. But I thought he settled in, and I'd love to see the turnovers have gone way down. I don't know what the final box score was tonight, but I know two, the other night. Two turnovers tonight. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, happy was, with eight, eight, seven or eight assists and two turnovers every game. That is fine yeah. with me. And earlier in the year, you know, that seemed to be more of an issue. It was kind of getting himself. It was a one-to-one ratio at points. He was averaging like six or seven assists and averaging five or six turnovers for like, you know, five, ten game stretches. I don't know if it was the hand or what, but it was ugly. Yes. And so I think he's really settled down there where he's being super efficient. He's being safe with the ball and you can trust him. You can give him the ball. You can trust him to go out and make something happen. Um, and he always has kind of been like a pass first guy, but I think it works really well with this group. And we kind of finally have the personnel where that works even better. You know, I think he's finding guys on the perimeter better. He's, he's, it, he's, he's finding the best parts of his game and, and molding those two kind of where the Cavs are now versus where they were when he got injured in the first place. And I think that that's been a huge step. Yeah. And I think, and, you, the, know, you know, the oh. stat I track constantly is just how many threes he takes all the time. I think he's been doing a great job of, of, taking more i think i tried to pull it earlier today it was like 34 35 percent of his shots before the injury and it's close to like 44 45 percent since like i think he's doing a good job of really hitting those yeah i think if you're hyper focusing on just counting how many three-point attempts per game uh he has like you might not see a growth but you also have to recognize he's playing a lower volume game right now because like you can kind of i feel like him more than anyone we're watching him try to figure out how he wants to plug in to what the Cavs are doing right this second, you know? Um, and so, yeah, he only took 10 shots today. So 50% of his shots today were from three. Yeah. Like That's I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable with that. And by the way, I mean, how good did that step back over Caruso feel? And it was, yeah. it was probably the first time since he's been back where I'm like, take the shot, DG, do it, do it to him. <laughs> and and then, he, then he rewarded my good faith with a three. And, you know, again, that's one of those things. Kobe white ended up getting it right back on the other end. Cause, and by the way, Brief aside, isn't it wild that uh, team the Cavaliers are guarding Kobe White like he is the guy to guard on Chicago, not DeRozan? Like they put mm-hmm. Okoro on Kobe and said, you know, Karras or Struess or anyone else can guard Demar, but we're if we need to stop, we're putting Okoro on Kobe White, not DeRozan. It was well deserved. I mean, Kobe was he was killing us, right? I mean, that was that was what was going wrong for a good portion of the game where he was just hitting killer shot and they weren't, weren't wide open shots. I mean, that one, that one full sprint, uh, baseline kind of leaner that he hit, uh, the, the mid ranger near the end. I was like, Oh my God, that's a mm-hmm. crazy challenging shot that like, I thought the broadcast kind of undersold. I'm like, he was at mm-hmm. a full sprint. That was like a 
Westbrookian level sprint. Uh, you know, he pretty much like landed in the stands, uh, off the off the jumper, and uh, and and yet uh, and yet made it. So he was awesome. But yeah, I thought I thought that DG's three point shooting is starting to feel better. Even and like, I will continue to say, if if you've got a gripe with Darius, it's probably just because he's not hitting his threes like we're used to him hitting his threes. You know, if he's bad, he was a forty one percent three point shooter last year, and he's around thirty three percent this year. I mean, an eight, mm-hmm. a guy like of his frame is just not really crazy built to accommodate that level of a drop in accuracy. So like. I, I just felt like that shot over Caruso, one of the best on-ball defenders in the entire NBA. I don't know. It just felt meaningful to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And getting that confidence, you know, like <laughs> turning that, like we know he's closer to 41 than 33, right? Like yes. I would expect him close to that 41. And so getting the confidence back, starting to hit those, starting to see the ball go in, I think is only going to be good for him to continue to have that confidence to get to that shot too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Darius is certainly instilling confidence uh, bit by bit, um, but something that uh, instills my confidence every day is our video conference software. Now, I'm support for this podcast, and the following message come from Zoom. Half a million businesses connect using Zoom, a single platform for phone, chat, workspaces, events, apps, and video. Zoom enables real-time collaboration for teams around the globe. Zoom, how the world connects. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Let's talk about the bigs, Jeff. Um, uh, Mobley is taking jumpers again. Uh, it didn't always look great leaving his hand, but like I, I, I don't have his shot chart in front of me right now, but I feel like he was more comfortable pulling uh, both on the, from the post, catch and shoot from mid-range. Obviously, he splashed a corner three. I feel like, and, and you know, en route to six of eight from the field, 14 points, nine boards. I thought Chicago did a good job with their two bigs of kind of stifling some of our bigs playmaking from the high post. Only three assists combined for, uh, excuse me, Allen and uh, Allen and uh, Mobley tonight. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? What do you think? What are you seeing uh, out of uh, Mobley's jumper right now? Because I feel like 
I just didn't want him afraid to take them. So I don't even care about the results. I'm just glad he's taking them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. His three looks so good. His mid range still looks pretty shaky, but the, it's interesting how good the three looks. I think like it, you know, further out, he seems to almost have a better better form, and it and it, it he's nailing those. Like that's been huge. Um, mid range is still a little bit of an adventure, but it's awesome that he's taking them. Like it's the only way to get better is you know to keep going to it, to keep trying. Um, I think he's come back. He's looked a little bit of a different player to me. I think he's doing a lot more like face up, trying to get around guys, use his length to finish around guys instead of backing guys down so much. Um, so I think he's looked really good in attacking in different ways. Even if he's starting from further out, if he's not taking that jumper, he's at least attacking from there and, and using, you know, attacking that space and getting to there. So I've been, I, I've been super excited since he came back about how he looks offensively. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and I feel like, I I don't know if I don't know if you feel this way because I don't think they're starting games crazy good offensively right now. Like I mean, they certainly didn't start tonight crazy good. I still feel like this is a spot where I feel like the process is outpacing the results. Like I I feel like they're generating really good looks with mm-hmm. their starting lineup right now. Um I just think Darius and Max aren't hitting uh that mm-hmm. well and like i think that kind of changes the 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 math a little bit and maybe sinks those offensive ratings down a little bit but like how are you feeling like they're reintegrating um and you know this is really the first extended stretch of the starting lineup that we've seen pretty much all year like what are you seeing from that group i think it's been encouraging that we're seeing Allen and mobley both doing really well, you know, both putting up big numbers. I kind of felt like at the beginning of the year, Allen almost got completely forgot. Like, like he just kind of got pushed so far back that it was almost at a detriment where like, Hey, if you've got this guy out there, like you got to use him or it kind of defeats the purpose. Right. So I think that, um, I've been pretty encouraged with the last couple weeks with those two where this could be off, but like, it feels like every night they're pretty similar, you know, like they're both within three or four points of each other, both within three or four rebounds of each other, or over the span of a couple of games, it averages pretty close. And I kind of think that's like the ideal spot to be in with them where they're, you're not relying too heavily on one where the defense can key in. Like either guy can go off, either guy can figure out which matchup he has and figure it out. And I think that they've been able to find a little bit of space, find things that work in ways that at the beginning of the year, I didn't feel like were working quite as well. Yeah. And I think Jared's just playing much more forcefully. You know, he had a couple dunks tonight where I was like, "Woo!" I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. and by the way, uh, heck of a job. I know Vooch and Drummond had seven combined offensive rebounds. Those boys were working, boxing those guys out. Uh, Drummond is still a bear on the boards. I mean, he had 15 boards tonight. Uh, He was working. Most of his boards were when his man had to go help. Um, But no matter what, both those guys were digging and fighting, gang rebounding uh, across the board. Mitchell had six boards. Uh, Lavert had four. You know, I just felt like the, everyone was helping on the glass uh, tonight against those guys. So I'm really enjoying uh, what I'm seeing out of, out of our bigs right now. I think, I think, uh, and I will say this, this is crazy anecdotal. It's not backed by anything. I do feel like as fun as it's been having Okoro, you know, with the Okoro Wade Allen minutes where we were playing great defense, doesn't it just feel nastier? The defensive ceiling feels so much higher when the two bigs are really on fire, really plugged in. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like 
there's more stretches where the other team just cannot get a good shot. Mm-hmm. Do you th- am, am I off on this? What do you think? No, and it feels like they'll spend a bunch of time trying to work all these switches, and like they end up with still a terrible matchup where like there isn't really a good you know they think they have Allen on the perimeter or something, and it still just ends up horrible for them. Or we still have so much you know help on the backside that it doesn't matter that they've gotten what they want, and it still ends up kind of an empty possession. Like it feels like there aren't a lot of answers you know to attack us when we're in that when those two guys are at their peak peak level. And it's just so nice having 48 minutes of it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that you just can't understate how valuable it is to have Evan Mobley protecting the paint against bench lineups instead of a guy like Tristan Thompson, who, you know, a very admirable switcher but and, and you know, good post defender, but, like, isn't going to be the rim protector that, you know, you need when a team is, is really pressuring you. So, um, yeah, I think those two have been great together. I know that the team didn't like close out to the all-star break on the same ridiculous tear uh, that, you know, they were on, but 18 out of 20, man, that's a bananas run. I mean, that's why I said this was a normal game. Tonight was a normal NBA game. Teams do this constantly. We've been so spoiled over the last, you know, 20 games that this felt like, Oh geez, what a terrible game. But like, this is what a normal NBA team does. They struggle even against teams that aren't as good as them. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, the Bulls shot the crap out of the ball for prolonged stretches of the game, both from mid range and from three. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just been really, really fun. Uh, before we, we tossed to our interview with Sam Merrill, I did want to hit on the fact that Cavs announced the signing today. They converted Craig Porter Jr. Uh, over to a full-time contract. Obviously super exciting for Craig. It's hilarious that he made his G League debut today. <laughs> Maybe the la- maybe for the last time. I don't. I don't know exactly all the uh, all the mag- machinations, but uh, but yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, shout out to to Craig Porter. What what are your thoughts on the signing? I think um, and obviously, I, I can't even start to to speak on all the specifics. But with the new CBA, it just becomes much 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 harder to put together teams that cost a lot. Like the the restrictions are not just your owner pays more, right? It's you lose access to specific trades, specific signings, all those kind of things. So having guys like Craig Porter Jr. on these super affordable deals, the Dean Wades of, of like these super affordable deals. Sam is, Merrill. Yes, exactly. Magnitude's more important than it's ever been before. Like it is more important than ever to have those kind of deals. So it's a huge win for the Cavs that this guy looks like he's going to be ready to step in next year and be a rotation player and be ready to contribute and, you know, he's going to be around for a while. He can grow with the team and he's on this deal that, you know, is, is crazy valuable. And we're able to build a rotation with guys that are super valuable, but also are not breaking, breaking the the salary cap and, and forcing us to make hard decisions on other things we have to do. I just, it it's hard to like state just how valuable that is with the new restrictions that are coming down. Yeah, I mean, not only is it hard with that, like the Cavs just don't have a lot of draft capital either. Like normally you're looking mm-hmm. to fill out the back end of your rotation with, you know, mid to late first rounders when you're a team of this caliber. Um, uh, and the fact that the Cavs are finding all this value on the margins means that <clears throat> it's just not that big of a deal that they don't have that much draft capital. Like we talked about this right before the trade deadline where it was like, I wouldn't mind them 
you know, send in a second or two to go pick up a guy that might not even be in the rotation because I'm not even sure I want the Cavs to draft someone in the second round because I don't know how they're going to roster them. <laughs> like, right. it's exactly. just like they just it, like it's rare to see a roster with this much continuity, uh, kind of like set for even next year. Like Okoro, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Of the guys in the rotation, of course, the only one on an expiring deal right now. Yeah, um, so. and and you know, so like like we could just they literally could just run it back, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's not even mentioning the fact that they're going to have the mid level exception available to them this summer. So to to your point, like being smart, being able to lock up valuable rotation minutes with guys who. Uh, you find on the margins is just so valuable. And then for Craig, it's just really cool. You know, like this guy went from, you know, went undrafted. And my favorite question that what you'll see on Twitter is like, how did this guy go undrafted? It's like, well, he's 23. He's not much of a shooter. He's not very big. And he played for a mid-major. <laughs> like right. like the, those guys don't get drafted. So like, it is a credit to Craig. It is uh, as much a credit to Craig in the front office for for finding this guy uh, and for this guy playing as well as he has, as it is a slight on the rest of the league for not seeing it, because you know he doesn't fit a lot of the conventional boxes. But like, I think he is. I think if this team was, I don't know, ten percent lower ambitions, he might be in the rotation right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the fact that. Uh, they they've had they other guys have just earned the minutes and you know shown that they're doing it. It's one of those things where it's nice. How many times have we seen a roster at the beginning of the year? Where we go, we do this every year. We see like ten or eleven guys we like, and we go, ah, I don't know how everyone's going to get to play, and then everyone gets hurt, or at least two of them turn into pumpkins and they can't play. And you're like, why was I worried about this? I would kill for two more guys who could play. Right. <laughs> and you're using like, the deadline to th- fill that spot. Yeah. And this has got to be one of the first Cavs teams in my adult fandom where I've done that. I've had that mental thought and all the guys have played well enough where you go, oh man, someone's mm-hmm. actually is good. That would, that has done everything has exceeded expectations when he's been on the floor can't get on the floor. So the fact that they have this guy locked up long-term gives themselves the the high upside of if if the guy can learn how to shoot from three, I mean, he immediately vaults into a tier uh, at near the top of the best backup point guards in the league. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's just really, really exciting. And uh, you can't help but be proud of uh, of him. And, uh, and the Cavs now have one roster spot. You know, you see reports that they might be able to sign someone on the buyout market now um, to, to kind of fill out their roster. Do you, am I crazy for being like, I'm not like crazy worried about it. I don't know if I'm, I'm like normally when the Cavs have room for a buyout guy, like last year, I was like, you know, checking every guy who right. got bought out. I was checking, I was going on spot track and seeing who was available at every position. Like I'm not that worried about it this year what about you yeah i mean i guess they should because there's no reason yeah not you have to. to you should you probably should if you can stay under the tax but yeah i just don't care like we already have between merrill and like craig porter jr there's already guys that we're not playing enough at, in our rotation not not like we're not playing enough like it's somebody's fault like we just don't yeah. have the place to play them more than what 
you know, we are already. So we're not going to sign somebody that's going to join the rotation or anything. So it's hard to care. I don't think there's anybody else or there's anybody on the buyout market that I'm necessarily excited about in a way that like fills some major gap either. So that's the other side where it's not, there's not some obvious target. Where I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy could step in and fill X, Y, Z gap because we don't have a ton of huge gaps, like obvious gaps. And there just isn't anybody on that market that looks like the guy who could do that either. Yeah. Uh, more than I have ever been as, as a Cavs fan, I'm like, I'm just ready to roll with the guys we got. That's why I was, I was mm-hmm. geeked. We didn't make a move at the deadline. That's why, uh, I'm not crazy worried about, um, you know, any buyout guys. And like, I just feel like, the stuff we need since we're not like a true blue title contender right now, I think that's probably fair to say. I know some people will see, you know, 18 out of 20 and be like, why not? I get that. Um, but like, I feel like everything I need to learn about this team, I need to learn with what we have here, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like there's no, there's no lever that will make it easier for me to evaluate whether these core four are going to be able to get us to the heights we need to get that they need to get us to um mm-hmm. and like ultimately isn't that all that matters you know like if, if we had like a luka Doncic or something where it's like okay we've got like a top you know three player in the league um you know that i just know i know no matter what if i get him the right team he'll probably get get me there you know like i think the Cavs are at, at the next tier down of like we need to figure out if our best best young guys have that level of a ceiling together. And the team, in my opinion, has that. It's been a huge thing that like really from a role player standpoint, you couldn't ask for, for much more than what we've gotten this season with Okoro playing much better. Struce has been awesome. Dean Wade has been awesome. You've got Levert's been awesome. Like we aren't, you know, a big problem last year was just didn't have anybody else to go to. It was the core four. And it really got bleak after that, just because of injuries and guys hadn't kind of made that step yet. So I think that's helpful in the evaluation point too, where we've got guys with different skill sets that complement our guys. They're all playing well. We've got we've got the infrastructure now. Let's see what they can do when they get there. Um, and even then, they're still young. I mean, you know, Mobley's super young. Like we don't know what he's going to be in two, three years. So um, you know, I don't know. I feel like when you hear a lot of the the conversation around the Cavs, there's a lot more urgency than maybe I have on some of this stuff. Where it's like we're still super young. Like there's still a ton of space to just internal growth before you start pulling a bunch of levers. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I think most of that urgency comes with, you know, the best player on the team's status often being in the news. But like, you know, a- as things kind of fall off left and right there, it starts to feel like continuity is an easier play than maybe it looked like. And you're making roster decisions based on not scarcity and fear, but you're making roster decisions based on what's the best road to a championship. And that is a lot better position uh, to be at the bargaining table with, uh, you know, no matter what you're doing. Uh, so like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just kind of been the dream outcome for the Cavs. Even if this, even if they come to the conclusion, you know, after this year or next year or the year after that, the core isn't there, like they're, they're operating at least from a position of strength right now. And that is very, very valuable. So yes, for sure. Yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for popping on. Uh, you are uh, you are the best uh, third honorary co-host in the history of the Chase Town. We lo- we love you dearly. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, and 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 thank you very much. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks. You too.
All right, gang. Uh, thank you for uh, for sticking around. We have a we have a special treat for you here. Uh, as uh, yesterday, I got a chance to sit down with Sam Merrill for about uh, 10, 12 minutes uh, and just talk to him about his meteoric rise. So without further ado, here's Sam Merrill. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. I am so pleased to be joined by Sam Merrill, sharpshooting guard of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sam, how are we doing today? Doing great. How are you? Not too bad, man. We can jump right into it because you've had, you know, a, a very meteoric rise uh, this year. You know, you went from playing in the G League last year. You get called up to the main squad this year. You start the year kind of on the fringe of the rotation. And then all of a sudden you're shooting, you're you're breaking three-point volume records. Uh, you know, like, like, what has this season felt like for you? Um, did you have any idea this was coming, this, this level of success? Did, you know, how did, how did you kind of maintain that level of confidence, you know, through some rough years where you were dealing with injuries, where you weren't, you know, with the main club, like what was your mindset to kind of keep yourself ready for, you know, to capitalize on this kind of opportunity? Yeah, certainly hasn't been an easy last few years and whatnot, but I think, you know, playing in the G league last year and just having a, a full you know, even though it was in the G League, basically a full regular season where, you know, played 50 games, maybe something like that. I don't know exactly how many, but and just got to go out there and play and uh, be healthy and kind of get back into a rhythm, which I really hadn't had since college uh, was was really good for me. And I felt like that's where I gained, you know, the confidence that I could do what I was doing in the G League at this level just because I felt like everything I was doing was translatable. Uh, and then had a really good summer league. Uh, that only, you know, grew my confidence even more. And all summer, I, you know, the past few years, my summer workouts have been either just trying to make a team or try and stick with the team or whatnot. And But this summer, I tried really hard to focus my work around being able to actually play and contribute and what can I do that's going to help, help this team. And uh, I feel like that really helped just from a mindset standpoint. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy to, 
to play. We had a lot of guys and we're a very deep team. And I knew that it was going to take some patience and maybe take some time, but just tried to make sure that I was, you know, physically and emotionally ready at, at any time. And uh, fortunately when those opportunities came, I was able to, for the most part, make the most of them. Yeah. I feel like I've heard you talk about your G league experience more than most players. Like a lot of time when I hear players talk about the G league, it's like, it was a thing that I had to kind of work through you talk about it almost like it was an opportunity. Can you kind of speak to the difference between, you know, being at the end of an NBA rotation, really only getting to play garbage time versus like playing every night, getting a chance to like get up volume and like find yourself in rhythm and prove yourself in that setting? Yeah, it's it's really important. And I, I mean, the G League's not like in some incredible league or anything like that. Like there, it certainly has its flaws from a, from a talent standpoint and whatnot. But like I said, for me, like, I graduated in 2020 from college. My rookie year, I was in Milwaukee and hardly played. Obviously, we won a championship. There was no, there was a G League. It was a G League bubble. Uh, I played five games in that and then got called back up. And then the next season, I was in Memphis, played like five games and got hurt, missed the whole season. And so it had been two full years since I had really just gone out there and played. And that's why it was so important for me just to, go get my rhythm back, go get my confidence. And I, I do think like, especially if you get an, ex, an extended run down there in the G league, I think it can be good for most guys. Yeah. It, I, I think it certainly was good for you. You know, I think, you know, you were making headlines uh, with, with the three point volume that you had there and you're making head uh, headlines with the three point volume you have at the NBA level. You know, when you hear like 17, three point attempts per hundred possessions, like highest, volume like in the modern history of the league are you aware does it feel like you're like shooting that much or does it just feel like hey i just i'm just doing my job and i'm doing what people are asking of me it it doesn't feel exceptionally different or does it like does it feel like dang i'm really getting them up yeah i mean most nights where i get up you know six seven it just feels fairly normal i mean there's been a couple games like atlanta i shot 14 and went like five for 14 but honestly it's like i'm I'm not a guy that's just trying to throw up anything. Like I genuinely feel like aside from a heat check or two, I genuinely feel like every three I take is a three that I feel comfortable that I can make. And obviously I have a pretty quick release. So like what's open for me is what's maybe not open for a lot of other guys. So maybe it feels like I'm taking some quick ones, but that's just, they feel like they're open to me. So there's definitely been some nights where, you know, I've taken six, seven and eight, nine minutes. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of threes, but you go back and watch and there are threes that I feel good about. So just try and I always say, I just try and play the right way, but understanding what the right way is for me at, on this team. Yeah. And like, you know, to be clear, it, it it's clearly working. I mean, you're shooting an unbelievable percentage on that volume. Uh, it, it really did kind of change uh, what the, you know, the team really needed it, especially when they were down uh, those players. And it, it's been really, really fun to see, you know, and I've been trying to tell anyone who will listen to our podcast that like, you know, this is not just a normal, like, there's a lot of good shooters in the league. There aren't a lot of people shooting at this volume at this accuracy. So I got to imagine it's been fun, but I do want to ask you about this because something that I've hammered a lot is, uh, one of my pet peeves, Sam, uh, in the league is when people talk about how good a team's culture is. And it's always when the team's like on their rise, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm all, and I've always found culture to be best tested when things are not going great. You know, 
the season starts out a little bumpy, then everyone gets hurt, and then you guys break off this crazy run. Can you speak a little bit about that culture, that resilience uh, within the locker room to kind of prove like, hey, no, we are building something here. We are uh, we are more than the sum of our parts, and we're going to go prove it to you. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing that I've seen with this team is there's – it's 15 or 17 or however many guys, whatever – good guys like everyone genuinely cares about each other uh there's zero fighting or beef or anything like that at all like just a lot of really really good relationships and the trust level is very high and you have to have that in this league with with all the egos and guys wanting to get their numbers and their money and whatnot like um when things start going wrong like they to an extent they were at the beginning of the season. Like if you have guys that are really about themselves or not great dudes, it can, it can turn things quickly, but you know, we lose, we lose two at Boston, uh, two tough games and we're what 13 and 12 at the time. And that's when those two Evan and DG got hurt. And that's a time where a team can kind of fold over. And we, because I think of the relationships that we have, uh, just, you know, there was confidence in guys like me and Craig who were going to come in and play more and, uh, a genuine, you know, joy being around each other. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that you have to have. And I think that's why we were able to figure some things out and start playing much better. Yeah. You bring up Craig and I feel like, uh, I can't let you go without asking you about that summer league experience because, you know, summer league is not known for being like the best basketball, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not known for for guys that are running sets for each other, playing for each other. It's it's a showcase. Guys are trying to get jobs, and that's perfectly okay, you know. That was not what the Cavs Summer League team was. Can you talk a little bit about, like, that experience playing with that group of guys and, you know, how you guys were able to pull together and, you know, win the Summer League championship? Because that was not – I normally don't care about Summer League teams, you know, that much either. You know, I'm just here to – see a few prospects but yet you guys had this wonderful chemistry this this wonderful run can you speak a little bit about what it was like playing on that with that group yeah it was fun we, we started you know we started with our practices and uh josh broghammer was was coaching and we were working on some of the things that the calves were going to try and implement this year with our new system and whatnot and after about two days he took a job with dallas and so they decided to give you know, have Mike G coach, who's the G league coach. And he immediately just went right back to all the stuff we were running with the charge last year. Uh, and because of, because of me and Sharif and Isaiah, three guys that had played a lot of minutes together last year. And then obviously, you know, we had a ton of talent for a summer league team with Luke and Leafa and Imani and Craig. Uh, and who else we had and Pete, we had a couple more guys that, you know, a lot of guys that really knew how to play. And I remember in the championship game, uh, we were playing Houston and the guy coaching them was Ben Sullivan, who was an assistant with Milwaukee when I was there. And I was joking around with him during the game about how, you know, we were just, we were killing them at the time. I made a joke <laughs> to him and he was like, he was like, bro, you guys have been running these plays for years together. Like it's, it's almost like this, you guys aren't even a summer league team. And that's kind of how it was. Like we, the guys that had played together with the charge, we knew exactly, you know, who we were. And then, the, the other guys picked up on it real quickly. So that was a really fun experience. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, congratulations uh, to, for all your, you know, your breakout success. It's been 
unbelievably fun uh, to watch as a fan of the team. Uh, last question: Got any plans for All Star break? Or are you just gonna you just kind of relax, kick your feet up, and 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 catch your breath? Yeah, just relax. Just going home, back to Utah, play a little golf, see some family. It'll be it'll be a nice break. I think we all need it. Awesome, man. Well, you guys have certainly earned it. Uh, you know, uh, seventeen out of your last nineteen. Uh, one of the best runs in the history of uh, of basketball if you look at point differential so unbelievable work out of you guys and uh sam thank you so much for joining all right thanks man appreciate it all right gang that was sam merrill uh joining talking about all, all sorts of things the it was really fun kind of hearing that uh how the summer league team kind of came together uh talk about just what we're perceiving from the outside that this is a team full of good dudes who, you know, lift each other up under adversity and, and don't tear, tear each other down. So, uh, thank you so much to Sam for joining. Thank you so much to the Cavs, 18 out of 20 to, to head into the all-star break. What a freaking run guys. We're on pace for 56 wins. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't get odds on 56 wins when this team was 13 and 12. So, uh, just so dang thankful for this team. Uh, glad for those that get to get to take a break. Excited to watch Donovan. Excited to watch Amani, who just got added to the Rising Stars game. So uh, it's going to be a really, really fun All-Star break. We'll be back uh, beginning of next week. Probably do a mailbag or something like that. But if you're here on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, if, if you don't already, make sure you subscribe to the pod. Make sure every time you're joining a, li- a live stream that you're hitting that like button. Uh, if you are listening to the audio version, go ahead and do what we always ask you to do. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Help us cook those books. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go Cavaliers. What a run. Stay safe, everyone. And as always, go Cavs. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.